0: If I had to ask you how trail running makes you feel, how does
1: trail running make you feel? So many words come to mind. (laughs) Human. Like, because I think this is what my body is meant to do, you know, as a human being is just like moving with my own two feet across the earth. And that's exactly what trail running is.
0: everyone. Emily Abadi here. You are listening to another installment of Hurdle Moment, (laughs) from Hurdle. I'm in such a good mood today because it has been a minute since I have caught up with today's guest. Her name is Myrna Valerio. And you may recognize her name, not just because you've probably seen her obscenely motivating posts on Instagram. Her handle is over at the Myrnavator, but also because she is a past Hurdle guest. Myrna and I first connected for the show about a year ago. I'll link to that episode in the show notes. And today she is coming back into the mix to chat all about trail running. Here's the deal right now, summer prime time to hit the trails fall actually is my absolute favorite time to hit the trails, but if there's anyone who knows a thing or two about getting out into the great outdoors, it is Myrna. Every time I swear I look at her page, she is on another trail doing something else, whether she's hiking or biking or running. Or now she says in today's episode that she's a big fan of skiing. Like Myrna loves to be in nature, and that's why I knew she was the perfect person to chat with about this. We talk about everything from her best practice advice for getting out there and doing it safely. We all Also, talk about gear. Myrna is a Merrill-sponsored athlete. So she gives some really great recommendations for footwear from that brand. We also talk about nutrition, hydration, doing it with friends versus doing it alone. So much goodness in this episode. And like I said, it put a smile on my face. I think it's gonna put a smile on yours. And it's always awesome and fun for me to have a chance to connect with someone who I've chatted with for the show before. If you missed the note, last week, I launched a special project that I've been working on with Spotify. It's called Music and Talk Unlocked. In my episode, which is called Conquer, feels appropriate to the show, I am coaching you through a 45-minute interval run. I would love, love, love for you to check it out. And if you do, make sure you tag me over on Instagram. I'm over at Emily Abadi and also check Spotify over at Spotify. Make sure you are following along with Hurdle on social at Hurdle Podcast. And with that, let's get to the trails. Let's get to hurdling. Today, I'm sitting down with Myrna Valerio. She is an endurance athlete extraordinaire, a second-time Hurdle podcast guest. How are you doing?
1: I am doing great. Great. I'm doing really, really great. You know, in fact.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. Isn't it like kind of sweet when you take a step back and you're like, actually, I'm doing really well right now.
1: Yeah. Like despite all the stuff that's going on in the world. You know, I have a pretty good life. I am healthy. Um, I'm able to do the things, well, most of the things that I, I'd i like to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling really good right now.
0: I love to hear that. I love to hear that. And I mean, speaking of things that you love to do, summer, a prime time to do many of those things. How has your summer been treating you?
1: Um, you know, it was a little boring. Um, I spent seven weeks in Colorado Um, You know, like cycling and running and, you know, hiking and stuff like that. So it was really, yeah. I mean, I wish I could have been doing something like more exciting. (laughs) (laughs) But here you are. And now you're back in Vermont. I'm back in Vermont. Um, I haven't left my apartment in three days. (laughs) Sometimes you need a little reprieve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm excited to get back outside. them. any Colorado highlights to share with the fam? Oh my God, so many. So I'm a little injured, right? Um, What's going on? Better. I have a I have a heel spur that I just got an X-ray for. Uh, if it's not one thing, it's another. But you know, that's you know, anyone who is an athlete or in sports. You know, that's just kind of a reality. So so I'm working on that. But um so I did a little bit of trail running out in Colorado. I was supposed to lead out the early starters for the Trans Rocky six-day stage race. So I didn't get to do that, but I get, got to announce. The race, and so I could kind of be an MC, so that was really, really fun. I got to crack jokes about people, and then, um, you know, I I did get to do a little bit of running in Boulder and Golden out in Silverton. I did a lot of gravel riding, it was actually really fantastic. I also crewed my own running coach at Hard Rock, so it was amazing to be in a community of trail runners who were they just wanted to do hard things and to test their bodies and not have all of the hullabaloo and, and stuff about them. And, and it was it was an incredible experience that I want to do over and over again. But just crewing and just seeing the grit of people and seeing them like work through really, really low points and uh, and feed them and massage their feet. And so like, that was like really cool. And that, that was a part of, of running that I hadn't hadn't yet done. And so anyway, so I can go on and on. About it, but... <laughs> I love this
0: for you. I feel like I feel like for some you just describe perhaps their own version of personal hell with the massaging and the feet. But for you,
1: <laughs> if that works, <laughs> you know, because well, you know, you're giving back, you're giving back to a community that has given you so much. So
0: I totally hear you. I totally hear you. What an amazing opportunity. It sounds like you had a blast. You also touched on the heel spur. I know this is also coming off of the tail of you having surgery uh, within the
1: last year year is so yeah so I'm taking a little bit of a break which is necessary and like I miss it so much I miss going out for like just a five mile run on the trails I live in Vermont and so there, there are trails all around um but you know soon I will be able to get back on the trail and you know be doing that again
0: be out there, be out there. For someone who is dealing with injury like you are at the moment, I know that you have been through the ringer with all of this stuff. What advice do you have for them to navigate that? Because I think, especially right now, so many people... uh I'm following on social training for fall marathons. Injury right now is like a hot topic. When those long runs start to add up, this is where the injury really starts to add up as well. So what what kind of advice do you have for these people about keeping a positive headspace and, and doing what you got to do for your body?
1: Yeah, you know, it's really hard to keep a positive headspace when you're sitting uh, and looking out your window and seeing people run. <laughs> you know, I, And I have to admit that I was you know, a a year ago I was in in a pretty dark hole of, uh, you know, anxiety because I was not able to run at all. At least I'm able to run a little bit now. And, um, but what I did and what my coach actually helped me do, you know, the one whose feet I rubbed, um, (laughs) is to just turn to something else for now. And that's, that's why I I got on a bike. You know, I did it very reluctantly, but then it Gave me a lot of things that I was missing, you know, that endorphin rush, that the ability to be outside, to be at, to be on a trail. Um, I also got a mountain bike too, and I'm not good at that at all. But <laughs> but yeah, it gave me opportunities to be outside and to, to sort of approximate that feeling that I get when I am out running on the trail. Not the same thing, um, but I am so deeply appreciative of that. So like, find some some other way to move, whether it's maybe you work more on your strength. Maybe you hike slowly. um, Maybe you start swimming. Uh, maybe you learn a new sport while you're healing um, so that you can continue to train, which was very important for me. You, um, you know, you don't, touch that edge of like you're so anxious you get depressed and like then you don't want to do anything <laughs> but anyway that's what worked for me yeah definitely look look to something else and and also if you can try to frame it as an opportunity to do something different and just to move your body in different ways you'll be the better for it like I, I learned to ski this year special I am. And I'm obsessed. (laughs)
0: I'm
1: totally obsessed. I love to hear that. I love to hear that.
0: And I mean, you touched on the buzzwords, mental health. I think when it comes to injury, yes, it can. I can totally relate to what you were saying at the top of that, Mm -hmm. being super anxious, being really frustrated. It's hard, especially when you identify in this way, right? Like you identify as a runner and as do I. So when you can't run, it's like, well, what the hell am I doing with my Mm -hmm. life? But there is a really beautiful opportunity there to remember and work on, understanding that like we are more than how we may often define ourselves. Right. So there is so much more to Emily. There is so much more to Myrna mm-hmm. than just being athletes. We are amazing contributions to society, even if we can't do these things.
1: Yes. 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 So much to offer. So <laughs> much to offer. Okay. Our pep
0: talk for ourselves here. We're sharing with everybody else. I'm glad that we started off like this, but we are here to talk about something that you love, which we just kind of hinted at, mm-hmm. trail running. Yes, so I love it. We wanna we wanna give the hurdlers like the four one one about what they need to know so that they can get out there and start to enjoy it just as much as you do. So before we give some like concrete actionable mm-hmm. advice tips, give me just a little bit of insight into your journey with trail
1: running and how you got started with it. Sure, I. I'm from New York, Brooklyn. What's up, and, uh, <laughs> but I live in Vermont now. And, um, so it was 1999 and I had been a runner since high school. The 1999, I was in my early twenties and I was two years out of college and I was taking this, um, running clinic that was sponsored by the hospital for special surgery in New York city. And, you know, I, they, they took us through a whole program that got us running 10k for it used to be called the Avon Mini Marathon it's called something else now so that was my sort of taste of just doing races all the time and signing up for things and so I would just sign up for everything and once I used to live across the street from Van Cortlandt Park in the Bronx and so I signed up for this race that was a 10k I was like oh yeah you know I got 10k in the bag I you know I've done many 10k's I didn't realize It was a trail run. So we started on, there's a big sort of crush cinder loop in Van Cortlandt Park. And I thought we were just going to be doing loops on on that. And so I was like, I was ready for that because I I trained on that. And um, so I felt really good. And so (laughs) after about a quarter of a mile, we go into the woods. And I had been in the woods hiking. Right, but I hadn't, you know, been more than a mile uh, into the woods, and so like we're like in the woods. I'm like, why are we running in the woods? It's so weird. And so (laughs) we just kept running and running, and all the arrows were pointing, you know, further and further down the trail. And so I'm like, oh, I I guess this is where the race is. (laughs) (laughs) And so it, it turned out to be two 5K loops, and I no joke, face planted in exactly the same place twice, twice. Um, and, but I popped up each time and I was like, Whoa, Whoa. Um, oh my goodness. (laughs) I was stunned, but I just kept running. Right. And I was like, Oh, I love this. It was, it was the face planting that just Sealed the deal for me. And I just became obsessed with the the idea of running in the woods. Right. Uh, And that was 1999. Unfortunately, I didn't do any other trail races until 10 years later. I I kept doing road races because that's what was available to me. I didn't have a car because I live in New York, you don't need a car. Right. And so 10 years later, when after I'd had my health scare or I thought I was having a heart attack, I um, signed up for another race knowing that it was a trail run, uh, but not knowing what the level of difficulty would be. And this was a New Jersey trail series race, um, in New Jersey. And so I (laughs) signed up for this 10 miler. I do one loop. It kills me. I I didn't eat before. I didn't. Cause usually I could just go out and run five miles or 10 miles. You know, you don't have to really eat that much. Um, but this was a trail race and there was a lot of vert, uh, that I didn't really know about at that point. Um, so I did one loop and I was like, I'm done, yo, <laughs> Like I'm finished. And Rick McNulty, who is the um, the race director, says, hey, you know, we'll wait for you. Go, go out and do another loop. That, that's fine. We'll wait, you know, as long as it takes. I was like, dude, uh, thank you so much. Um, but no, <laughs> I will not be doing that. But that spirit is what really, really attracted me to the community. I was like, oh, they would wait for me. Not everybody waits for everyone, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I just thought that was so sweet and kind, and so I signed up um, for his next ten miler. I finished it because I prepared a little bit better, you know, didn't have just a half a Larabar beforehand, and because um, <laughs> that's what I had <laughs> the last time, and and I just you know, and I just loved it. And I was like, this is, this is how I felt when I was running in Van Cortland Park that one time. Uh, and I, and I felt like I'd always loved hiking. I'd always loved the outdoors, even though I grew up in New York city, because I had lots of opportunities to do stuff at Bear Mountain and, and in other, you know, green spaces. And that was it. That it was 2000, 2009. And I have not looked back have not looked back.
0: I love how you're alluding to just the feeling of freedom that you get when you get into the woods, a a sense of freedom that maybe previously you hadn't found Mm -hmm. on the road.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, there, I mean, it's different. I mean, I don't think you can really compare the two. I mean, obviously you're running, right. And you're, it's the same sort of mechanics. You know, you're doing a road 5K or 10K or half marathon or marathon. It's one thing and it makes your body feel one way. And then there is a sense of of freedom when you're running on the road. This is a different kind of freedom. This is like uh, where you are enveloped, you know, in whatever those the chemicals that trees release (laughs) other than oxygen. There's a different kind of freedom. There's a different kind of humanity that I feel when I am when I'm running in the woods
0: we have some insight into why you love it so much. It's the same reason that many people love it so much. I also love what you had touched on, which is that so much of the greatness that comes hand in hand with trail running and even a little bit of trail racing is that oftentimes it really isn't about the time.
1: No, no. Um, you know, I think for elite people, (laughs) Maybe it is about the time Um, and, or just winning (laughs) or like beating your best time. I think everybody wants to, or a lot of people want to beat their best time. Maybe not everybody, but um, you know, I think there, there's a different sense of time when you're out in the woods, right? For me, there is no sense of time unless I'm at a race and I have to beat a cutoff. (laughs) But I just, I just want to be out there for hours. Like it's time is very, very different. Uh, It takes you longer to do things because you're dealing with various textures and, and, um, and, and dirt and, you know, vert vertical gain. And uh, you're also dealing with like branches that are hanging low, you know, and, and trying not to impale your eyes. Um, been there, done that <laughs> because I was looking down, you know, and you, and you have to have a certain awareness about you, right? Where you are in space or that proprioception, that's that's going to be a slightly different experience than, you know, when you're running on the road.
0: Taking a break from today's episode to talk to you about my sponsors. First up, Athletic Greens. You guys know that Athletic Greens has been a part of my routine for what feels like forever now. And that's with good reason. I feel like my best self when I incorporate athletic greens into my day today. It is an all natural, all in one greens powder that offers 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients that help our bodies function at a high level. It's also easily digestible and designed for athletes. It supports immunity, energy, digestion, and recovery. I'm telling you, this is my one scoop that I take a day that gives back to me and helps me perform my best, especially when I'm in the midst of a training cycle. Of course, they have an awesome deal for the hurdlers. Head on over to athleticgreens.com hurdle and snag a free year's supply of vitamin D as well as five free travel packs with your first purchase. Again, no code necessary. Just head on over to athleticgreens.com hurdle to get your freebies, a year's supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Also wanna give some love to my friends at BEAM. BEAM creates the highest quality functional supplements for better balance, energy, recovery, and sleep. Let me tell you, lately I've had a little, I'll call it a hot spot in the front left of my shin. I'm actually about to head out to physical therapy and have a little chat about this, but I am obsessed 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 with using their the fixer salve on my aches and pains in that salve you will find all natural hemp infused balm and it's made with relaxing lavender oil rejuvenating eucalyptus oil and organic beeswax perfect to navigate my sore muscles. They have a lot of other really great products that are staples in my regular routine from their focus capsules to their The One tincture, so many of which I'm literally staring at on my desk right now. You have got to get into the Beam mix. Head on over to beamtlc.com, that's B-E-A-M-T-L-C.com, and use the code HURDLE at checkout to get 15% off your purchase today. Again, that is beamtlc.com. B E A M T L C.com. Use hurdle at checkout for 15% off. Absolute trail newbie. They ask you, what do I need to know before I go trail running? Where do you even start?
1: Who? Um, okay. Well throw out all ideas of pace, just like we talked about, just throw it out. Especially for your first couple of trail runs. It's not going to be the same as when you're out on the road. I actually, like, encountered these people once. I was on Bear Mountain doing, like, the North Face Endurance Challenge when that existed. And uh, these people were like, I run an 11-minute mile. I've done the, the New York City Marathon. I don't understand why I'm going so slow. It's like, because you're climbing a mountain. <laughs> it's different <laughs> you know and this mountain is different than first avenue okay anyway that, that's one thing the other thing is you want to get used to your body moving in different planes right so when you're road running typically you're just you're running forward right Sometimes you have to step up to a curb or down, but in trail running, you're on a trail. There are features on a trail. There are rocks. There are branches. There are uh, roots. Um, there are really serious inclines <laughs> and declines. So those, all of those things, you have to be prepared for. So anything that you can do to become stronger in that, other than just being on the trail, is 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 going to enhance your experience. Um, you know, moving from side to side laterally, moving obviously moving forward, but also sometimes. you got to move backwards right And you know so forward and backward in that sagittal plane sometimes you have to move diagonally you're going to step up on a rock at a 45 degree angle so those are all things that you need to be ready for you know strength wise and uh, flexibility wise and also mentally the other thing is oh we didn't talk about shoes
0: (laughs) not yet not yet we're gonna let let's talk about gear
1: okay shoes hello you need shoes I mean some people don't run with shoes but you know you do you (laughs) You do. I yeah. like shoes. I Same. like shoes. <laughs> um, number one, get fitted for a pair of shoes. You know, I work with Merrill, and I've been wearing their shoes for six years. Your trail shoes are going to be different from your road running shoes, and that there's going to be a rock plate, so that makes the shoes a little bit more sturdy. The upper of the shoe, you know, that outer sole, um, that is going to be a little bit more sturdy. Um, you know. And it will help you not... Uh, help your feet not get um, poked by branches and stuff. The the sole is going to be a, like a thicker, more hardy rubber. They're going to be lugs and soles, uh, lugs and soles, there's going to be lugs in the soles um, so that you have a little bit better traction when it's wet, when it's slippery, when it's muddy, um, or if it's like really, really dry. Um, so trail shoes are an absolute, absolute necessity. Some of my favorite Merrills are the uh, Moab flights, um, and those are based on the actual hiking shoe, which is one of the most popular Merrill shoes, which is the Moab.
0: And something to something to point out here is that you're talking about trail running sneakers, which are obviously different than boots that you would wear when you were hiking. So that's something to keep in mind for an absolute newbie: is that you're going to have sneakers that you're that are meant for trail running specifically. Yes.
1: yes. I mean, uh, if you are on a hike, for example, and you want to try out trail running and you happen to be in hiking boots, you can try a little bit, but it's those shoes are not going to be designed for running.
0: (laughs) Right. They're not
1: going to, you know, have the, the flexibility that, um, that a running shoe has, right? Because remember you are running. So I would, you know, I would definitely look at trail running shoes. Uh, And actually trail running shoes, you can also use for hiking. So uh, it doesn't go both ways, but um, you know, if you want to, if you're a fast hiker and if you want to like incorporate a little bit of running into your hike, definitely wear um, trail shoes. Um, And they're like all different kinds, you know, they're the kinds for like beginners or people who have access to trails that are pretty well groomed and don't and that don't have a whole lot of features that would be like a moab flight and then uh, my favorite shoe is the, um, the agility peak shoe which has really thick lugs they're a little sturdier or actually a lot sturdier and you're you know that's when you're on a trail with a lot of rocks with a lot of vertical gain with a lot of um you know branches and 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 leaves and boulders and all of those things that you might find on a trail, they will protect your feet. They will allow you to move. Um, they they have some flexibility in them, but they're not like overly flexible. So, so they really, really protect your, all the bones in your feet and stuff. Yeah, definitely get yourself a pair of trail running shoes and not just, sure. You could use your road running shoes, but you want to protect yourself uh, in the best way that you can, you want to make sure that you are the most agile, the most uh, sturdy and stable on on the shoes that you're wearing.
0: Totally. And then besides the shoes, when it comes to other gear, what are some things that we should keep in mind when it comes to what you're wearing on the trail?
1: Sure. You know, I, I wear essentially the same thing that I wear when I'm out running on the road. I always wear tights <laughs> because that's just a, uh, that's a preference of mine. You know, wear, wear your shorts. If you would like to wear loose shorts, do that. Uh, make sure that you look at the weather though. It's very, very important. Like, especially if you go on a trail, uh, the weather can change, you know, in a flash. <laughs> yeah. You want to make sure that, you know, you are prepared for rain or wind. Maybe you need an extra layer if you're going up in altitude. I don't wear cotton ever, 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 ever. And that's not just like a judgment, that's like a safety thing, right? Yeah. So cotton stays wet, doesn't dry, it keeps you cold, right? Look at technical wool and in terms of socks, in terms of your mid layers and your base layers. Look at the weather, you look ahead. Maybe you need some sunscreen if it's super sunny out, or even if it's not sunny out. Uh, I'm black. I still wear sunscreen. Right.
0: Something else you may check ahead of time. You mentioned checking the weather. Also being really sure about where you're going, especially on the trails. It's always important to know where you're going, hopefully on a run. Uh, But when it comes to trail running specifically, you could very easily lose service when you start to get into mountains or wooded Mm -hmm, areas. mm -hmm. So knowing exactly where you're going is super critical.
1: Yes. I make it a point, number one, to tell people where I'm going. I tell my son all the time, he's like, why are you texting me? (laughs) And I'm like, so you know where I am and when to expect me back, right? Where you're going, when to expect me back. And if I change my itinerary, I let him know. Oh, I decided to go on this trail as opposed to the other trail. I always wear a watch. I I do because uh, that has GPS capability. And it's a watch that can like reverse the route that I've taken just in, in case that in case of me getting lost. um, What watch are you wearing these days? I am wearing the Garmin Phoenix 6 Sapphire. It's my favorite, favorite watch. Great watch. Um, I have another one. I have the solar one. Um, I really, really like this one. It's a little bit, I like to wear a hefty watch that I can feel on my wrist. And it has a lot of bells and whistles. And I, use a lot of them. Yeah. And it has a map. I can actually look at the map on my watch and I'm not drawing any battery power from my phone. I do carry my phone all the time because I like to take pictures and I like to do stories on Instagram, but, um, I have my phone in airplane mode, so I don't drain the battery. Okay. Smart Uh, again. And then also study the map study the map of where you're going. I use all trails, um, but there's also MTB project and and some other apps that you can download for either free or uh, like a minimal cost. But, you know, I think you should invest in your own safety. So, and then, and there, and with all of the apps, you can download a map, you know, without having to utilize GPS or the battery. So, um, so do that, look at the map at the trailhead, take a picture of it, study it for a little bit, say out loud, I'm a teacher. I'm like, I'm, I'm very, very fond of like, like attacking things in different ways. Take a picture, say the things out loud, of, of what your plan is. You know, oh, I'm going to make a left at this trail junction where it says blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to go three miles up and then I'm going to make a right on this trail junction. So um, so yeah, there are tons of ways to um, have a little bit more safety while you're out on a trail. A lot of people are really scared about going out on trails. I would suggest uh, maybe going on an organized hike at first. You know, and more, Franklin Park well, actually there were all these organized like bird watching hikes and nature walks. And that actually got me out on those trails and I became more familiar with those trails. So when I when it was time for me to go out on those trails by myself, I already had a f- familiarity with them ease into it, get more acquainted yeah. with your
0: surroundings mm-hmm. so that you can feel more comfortable doing what you want to do. Something we haven't yes. touched on just yet is nutrition when it comes mm-hmm. to trail running, especially if you're going to be out there for a while. What are your top nutrition tips for a newbie trail runner?
1: Um, Carry food with you. <laughs> uh, you don't always know how long you're going to be out right? What if you do get lost? You need calories to keep your body moving and also to keep yourself warm uh, if it gets cold. Always, always carry water. Always. You know, you, it can be a handheld. It could be a hydration pack. You know, I think when you're first starting, maybe you don't need a big old hydration pack with all the the, you know, the, this and the bungees and this and that um, until you're like really, really comfortable going out there. So maybe a handheld, a Nathan or something like that, a little flask that's 18 ounces or a little bit more um, where you can have some water on you just in case or like, or just because you need water. (laughs) I actually carry water in a flask or I I carry um, electrolytes, very concentrated electrolyte concoction in a flask. And then when I uh, and then I also carry just plain water.
0: Super important stuff. Okay, so hydration is important. Electrolytes are important, making sure you have some sort of food. Obviously, if you're going out for a 30 minute trail run, I wouldn't worry so much about this Mm -hmm. stuff. But if you are going out for something that's going to take you a few hours, you're gonna be out there for a while, all of this all these tips and tricks are super, super useful to keep in mind. It's something you mentioned, going on a hike with some friends mm-hmm. uh, to get acquainted with trails. I think that's a great idea. I also think this brings up another really great suggestion, which is when you're just getting started, trail running could be really great to bring other people into the mix. So whether oh, it's yes. just a friend or you're leaning into a local group or a club that goes on these runs together, a really fun way to perhaps meet new people, socialize, and also, as we're talking a lot about here, stay
1: safe. Yes, I agree. Although I I prefer to go out on my own, going out with somebody else, especially when you're just starting, will alleviate some of those fears and anxieties that you might have about being on the trail. If I had to
0: ask you how trail running makes you feel, how does trail running make you feel?
1: So many words come to mind. (laughs) Human, like, because I think this is what my body is meant to do you know, as a human being is just like moving with my own two feet across the earth. And that's exactly what trail running is.
0: Moving your body. Okay. So we talked about hydration. We talked about nutrition. We talked about gear. We talked about knowing where you're going and some safety tips. Is there anything we haven't covered when it comes to hitting the trails?
1: Yes. This is, I think the most important thing. Okay. You're on a trail, which probably means you are surrounded by a lot of nature. Like mm. you're surrounded by trees. there might be some wildflowers if you're out in the West. Oh, actually in the east, too, you know? There's, you know, the whole recreate responsibly movement. Definitely look into that. There are some really awesome guidelines for how to be in nature so that we can actually continue to have nature and so that others can enjoy it. Um, and there's also, um you know, so you're in nature. It's okay to stop and look. Right. It's OK to even like I'm always running with my watch. I always, I always want to know how many miles I'm running and, you know, what my pace is, even though it's real slow. Um, but and, you know, what my heart rate is. But, you know, I will pause it or, I, or I'll just look at it and stop and hug a tree. I do hug trees. It's a thing. I hug trees because trees have this kind of energy that nothing else has. Right. And they are in the in the winter. There is warmth coming from trees, by the way. So, like, if you're running in the winter on snow on a snowy trail, like, stop and hug a birch. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's there's warmth coming from it. I, you know, I sometimes will like stand and do a whole like forest bathing thing. I will try to tune into all of my senses. You know, what you know, what do I, what am I feeling? What textures am I feeling? What am I smelling? Is there petrichor in the air? That's like the smell of the forest after a rain. Um, you know, can I see? St- Sunlight streaming through the trees—that's another uh, major tenet of forest bathing. You know, do I see the light streaming through the trees? Do I hear? It's my favorite word ever. Do I hear scythurism? And that is the sound of the wind rustling the leaves. Like, and I really, really try to tune in to all of those things. It makes me very present, very aware of where I am, what I'm doing, who I am where I'm going, <laughs> you know, and it's, and it's a cool practice to have. And they're all, there's all this research that, you know, says that it you know lowers your blood pressure and, you know, calms anxiety. And that's exactly what it does for me. I love so, that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I thought, you know where I thought you were going to
0: go with this, which is not where you went with this, but I thought you were going to talk to me about going to the bathroom while you were in the woods.
1: Oh, well, I mean, that's the other thing. facilities That's all I have to say. <laughs> Facilitaries <laughs> And And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever actually
0: heard that before. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, we don't need to. We don't need to go into the ins and outs of using the bathroom in the woods. I think the listeners are actually quite responsible and can figure that out for themselves. Great tips. <laughs> this is so much good stuff. Do you have uh
1: anything in particular you're looking forward to right now? I, you know, I'm looking forward to healing my foot. <laughs> yes, yes, and uh, getting back on the trail. I, you know, I want. There are a bunch of um, hikes that I want to do on the long trail. Trail here, hikes and runs that I want to do on a long trail here uh in Vermont. Uh, since mostly I'm gonna be on the East Coast for the next couple of months. Yeah, and I and I actually have um I have a retreat going on um in the Azores next May. Um that will end with the Azores trail run. So I'm really excited about that. Um and that, if you have not been to the Azores, it is, or the Azores as they call it in Portuguese, uh, it is basically Hawaii in the Atlantic. Wow, and it's way, way cheaper. <laughs> Sounds amazing.
0: <laughs> Looks like I gotta book a book a trip. <laughs> Thank you so much for all of your tips and your tricks and your insight and ha- into how the hurdlers can get trail running. Myrna, how do the hurdlers keep up with you? How do they follow along with you? Give us
1: all of your details. Sure, I'm mostly on Instagram. Uh, I have a TikTok yet, but I haven't used it yet. But mostly on Instagram at the Myrnavator um and i'm on facebook um for all of you people who are in my generation <laughs> as Myrna Valerio dash the Myrnavator or Fat Girl Running, which is one of the iterations um, of, of me, of who I was um, back then. Um, but I still use the name. I'm, I also have this amazing group on Facebook, it's 16,000 plus called Fat Girl Running, all one word, all caps. And anybody can join. We talk about running. There's no, we don't talk about weight loss. We don't talk about diet culture. We talk about the we talk about running and being athletes. Um, You know, you can talk about all that other stuff in other places, but like we focus on um, pure athleticism. I love it. I'm over at hurdle podcast
0: at Emily body, another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time.